helped defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Family Life International presents Father Nicholas Grace of the Institute of the Incarnate Word. To learn more about the Institute, go to www.ive.org. I said we were going to talk about the article of faith, I believe in the forgiveness of sins. Principally, that refers to sins being forgiven, original sin through baptism. But people sin after baptism. People need forgiveness. Jesus also came to give another type of forgiveness, the type that Zacchaeus received, forgiveness of sins. It's a get-out-of-jail card for every time we commit grave sin. That's what I'll talk about today. Suppose one of your friends offended you, was nasty, hurt your feelings, but later on they came back and said they were sorry. You'd probably forgive them because you'd probably have many different reasons to forgive them. For instance, perhaps you're a person who's of an easygoing nature and you're not, you don't want the hassle of a feud, so you forgive. Or maybe you're a person who forgives the other one because she moves in better circles. She's a little miss popular. And you want to stay moving in those circles, so you forgive her for that reason. Or maybe you just don't like drama. No heart, great harm has been done, so you forgive. Or maybe you remember the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Either way, you forgive the person and you move on. But then you make an error, a mistake, and you think to yourself, well, if it's so easy for me to forgive others, it should be easy for God to forgive me. The error here, though, is that God doesn't have the same reasons, doesn't have any reasons to forgive us as we do others. See, if God forgives us our sins, his life doesn't become more comfortable. If God forgives us our sins, he doesn't win a popularity contest. He doesn't move in better circles. He moves in the best circle already. And with God, we can never say no harm has been done. Grave sin means always grave harm is done because when there's grave sin, the natural order of things is turned upside down. Of course it is. We're talking about the rebellion of the creature against the Creator. That's what grave sin is. But the Creator forgives. The creature just has to say sorry, to repent, and to cultivate a feeling of sorrow within themselves. And then make an effort to not sin again. Jesus said to Mary Magdalene, your sins are forgiven, don't sin again. Today, briefly, I want to mention two things about this forgiveness of sins. Two important elements. One, the fundamental importance of receiving God's forgiveness in the confessional, through the absolution of the priest. And secondly, the importance of leaving the confessional 
with the intention of making an effort not to fall in that grave sin again. That's it. So the first point. Why is receiving forgiveness through absolution and confession so important? Well, let's use an example here. In life, a lot of the things we do leave a mark on us and on other people. Some things we don't do, do don't leave a mark. Let's say we go for a walk down in the middies, lock or meadows later on. Pick up a stone, throw it in the lock. It's going to cause a ripple effect. But after a few moments, the rock has sunk into the bottom and there's no more ripples. It doesn't leave a mark. That's it. Forgotten. But let's suppose when I go home to the house, one of the ladies goes home to the house and she's multitasking as usual. She's on the phone. She's watching the television. She's cooking the dinner. She's holding the baby. <laughs> and she hits the side of a table and the black coffee mug falls on the ground. Coffee spills out all over the beautiful new white carpet. She gets out the bucket, the scrubber, the soap. After all her hard work, the black mark is still there, and it's always going to be there. It'll never be totally removed. Grave sin, grave sin, isn't like throwing a stone into the lock. Grave sin is like spilling the coffee on the floor, except we spill it on our souls. And it can't come out. It won't come out, ever. Unless... Unless God himself wipes it out with the super soap, the divine soap of forgiveness. Friends, sins are real. They're horrible. They leave a mark on us that changes us. And souls with black marks don't go to heaven. There's nothing black in heaven. Nothing. But God can forgive. God wants to forgive. God will forgive. Do you remember what Jesus did when he was here? That's what he did. He went around forgiving people of their sins. And that scandalized people. That's why they killed him. Because he was forgiving sins. But after they'd killed him, he rose from the dead. And before he ascended into heaven, he got together his closest people, the ones he'd been training for three years. I'm about to go, but you, you continue and you forgive the sins. Not any Tom, Dick or Harry. You 12 men. And when they were about to die, they passed it on to other men. And they passed it on and they passed it on. The charge of Jesus. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. This is John chapter 20, verse 23. Jesus wanted the work of the forgiveness of sins to continue, and it continues in the confessional through absolution. Fact. However, if God forgives our sins, why don't I just go on sinning? I sin, I go to confession. I sin, I go to confession, like ping pong. And everybody's happy. No. And this is the second point. It is fundamentally important to leave the confessional 
with the intention of at least trying not to sin again, to repeat that habitual grave sin. And I'll give you three reasons why. We shouldn't make fun of God, just as we shouldn't make bad fun of anybody. If we offend somebody, and we go up to them and say, well, you know, I'm sorry, and we have the intention to do the exact same thing over again, that isn't an apology. That's a lie. In fact, it invalidates the apology just as it invalidates the confession. Second reason why we have to make an effort not to sin again. This is a bit of a tongue twister. Some effects of sin remain in the sinner even after the sin has been forgiven. Some effects of the sin remain in the sinner even after the sin has been forgiven, wiped away, even away the black mark has been gone. Why? Because every bad action cultivates, waters the plants of bad habits. Every time a drunkard drinks, the chances increase that he's going to get drunk more often. Every time somebody says something spiteful, chances are they're going to say more things that are spiteful because they're going to develop the habit of saying spiteful things. Bad habits don't decrease through confession, absolution, but bad habits increase through sin. That's a fact. The drunkard just pardoned in there, in the confessional, for his last drinking bout, he's going to still be a drunkard until he decides to stop drinking. Fact. Fact. Because the effects of sin remain. Finally, there's a third reason why we should make an effort not to continue in that habitual sin. Because absolution, in the confessional box, absolution wipes away the black mark, but it doesn't pay off the debt. For every sin, we've got to pay a debt. Either here on earth or in purgatory. Makes sense. If I go into someone's house, I get into an argument with John. I go into his house. And I throw a book at him. And he's still a bit quick. And he ducks. And the book breaks one of Stella's vases. I'll go up and say, Stella, I'm very sorry. And she'll say, Father, it's okay. Don't worry, Nicholas. But you still have to pay for the vase. That's how it is with God. We break things up with sin. We're forgiven. But we still have to pay. So if we keep sinning, it's going to take a lot of prayer and penance to pay the debt. It's going to take a lot of good actions towards our fellow men to make up for the bad done to our good God. So friends, I hope that this makes a little bit of sense. I hope it don't come across as a know-it-all. So I will conclude by recognizing here publicly before you that I myself have been told by many people of my many faults. So I know for a fact that I'm in need of God's forgiveness because I, Nicholas Paul Matthew Grace, am proud. I'm in need of God's forgiveness because I'm impatient. I'm in need of God's forgiveness because I'm selfish. And many other things, all amounting to one. I, Father Grace, am in need of God's forgiveness because I am a sinner.
Now, if anyone else has been told similar things, particularly by their mother, if anyone else has been told similar things, if anyone else believes in the forgiveness of sins, for the love of God, let them not just say it in the creed, but seek it in the confessional. For St. John said, and I'll conclude with this, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So we ask our Blessed Mother Mary to help us find out the truth about God and above all, about ourselves. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Thank you.